Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 59. In this episode, my friends and I talk about firearms, the Second Amendment, and mass shootings. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Hello. Hello. I just say welcome. I don't know why. Welcome. There you go. Welcome to someone else's house. That's right. <laughs> How long has it been? It's been a... Uh, can I say a coon's age? <laughs> yeah. You're from the South. Yeah, but I mean, I never know if people are going to, you know... They will do it anyways. That's true. Why, so, why isn't there a complete representation right now? That's what they would say. That, that is 100% true. We do not have any Turkic peoples in here. Um... Anyway, it's been since before my baby was born. That's right. So this is the first podcast that I'm recording as a father, Father. as a dad. Unless you count unborn children, which I do. (laughs) I thought thought you had a podcast before. No, this is the first one. Oh, I thought you told me some people came over and you talked, but I guess not. I mean, I know they talked, but they didn't know a podcast. Oh. We talked. That's okay. You know. Let's do. That's right. With our... Larynxes. Uh, so how the past? I guess, man, it's been like probably two months. Close at to least, that. Right? yeah, at least. It's June first. Oh. It was probably no, it's probably like a month and a half, two months, because she was born on the twenty first, April twenty first, and I feel like it was maybe a week or two before then that we recorded. What, yeah. what did we talk about before? Last, Last podcast episode, was yeah. about fatherhood. Oh yeah, that's why. Because yes. Dan Ruggiero. Was here. Oh yeah. Well, God, that that's... Is... But he's uh, he's thinking of coming this on this Monday. See, actually. So. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going back into that routine. I don't know. I'm honestly I'm willing to record day episodes. I think that would be good, especially with the baby. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, definitely. Anyway. Yeah. That works. This works. <clears throat> what's yes, new so with you, Eric? What's new with me since then? Yes. In the last month and a half. I don't think there's really been anything new with me. Ask me what's new. What's oh, new? The mercies of the Lord. Right. <laughs> Every <Yeah>. morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. I got that from uh, the guy who's running the front desk at the church now. Okay. Ask him what's new. He's like, mercies of the Lord. Every morning. Is he... <clears throat> I don't know. I'm probably going to not be right at all. But for some reason, I want to say that that's the Moldovan guy. Is it? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> this guy's from Massachusetts. Which also starts with an M. I got that part right. It just made me think, like, it's going to sound a stupid question, but when you meet somebody, like, someone you know, a friend, do you, like, say, hey, what's up? Or, like, hey, what's new? Or, like, hey, how's it going? How, what's your... When I first meet someone? No, no, someone you know. Oh, when, when I, I see hey, someone. Like, what's up, man? Or, hey, what's up? Or what's your... Yeah, what's up? I'm like, hey, man. How's it going? Yeah. I, th- I'm, I think I'm a how's it going guy. I'm... I'm all I think what's place. up, man, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Even with a woman, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Well, today when I saw Eric, I said, peace be upon you. That's right. <laughs> and then he said, Azalamalakalikum. I don't know what. I really you don't know, know how to say it, but I you're don't. close. That is close. It does end with Lakum. And it starts with Assalam. Is it Assalamalaikum? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Assalamalaikum. Assalamalaikum. <laughs> say it like Ned Exactly. <laughs> Muslim Ned Flanders. Assalamalaikum, neighbor. <laughs> Ned Flanders is honestly like a role model for me. He's who I aspire to be. He's, you know, <laughs> great hilarious. Christian dad, amazing mustache if I ever decide to grow a mustache. He's in impeccable shape. 
He uh, does his taxes the first of the year. The very first of the year, he <laughs> submits his tax return, which I'm like, how did you get that documentation already? Uh, Unless he's... Is he self-employed? What does he do? I don't know. Huh. <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking... Like, because I've seen Simpsons <clears throat> throughout the years. I don't think I've ever seen him at, like, a job, like, what his job is. Huh. He's got a nice house. Also, cartel. So does, the cartel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so does Homer Simpson and that... Uh, yeah, but he works for a nuclear power plant. He's, yeah, there's he makes good money there. I forget what season it is, but there's one where this. Oh, I just mixed almost into with OJ Simpson. Uh, I was like, <laughs> wow, football player. Yeah, uh, there was this guy that works. He was only there for an episode, but he really yep. hates. You know what I'm talking about? Grimy. Like, yeah, grimy. That yeah. is the best episode of the Simpsons, it's really in my good. opinion. But he makes. He's a talking comment. about like you live in a castle. <laughs> how do you, how do you this. Yes, you yeah. have three kids, a wife that loves you. Yeah. I live in an apartment that's above a bowling alley and below another bowling alley. Uh, that is the best episode of The Simpsons, in my opinion. Oh, there's so many good lines. And then from he dies Simpsons. at the end. Yeah. And they call him grimy at his funeral <laughs> because it's Homer. That, yeah, that is a great, that is oh, a tremendous episode. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it just shows to go you. You know, shows that to the go middle you. class can't afford housing like they used to could yeah i don't yeah oh my goodness it's gonna be hard to transition yeah <laughs> i try to think of a joke <laughs> no not a joke a joke is oh, no. not where we need to go so this uh, has been some high quality banter i just yeah. gotta say you know there you go good job guys so this concludes the banter period. the banter oh. portion of our episode and now we go to a very oh. uh yeah serious so, dark place guns <laughs> Guns. Like yes. how you laughed. Otherwise, <laughs> 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 I was like, I was just thinking that. To, to ease the tension. <laughs> that uh, is there. Guns. And we're going to talk about guns because, because of the news. So there guns. has been another uh, mass shooting, school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. By the time we're recording this, we're very behind, which I actually like. I don't like pouncing on a story like this. I didn't, we didn't delay because of my <coughs> tact. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, another tragedy. And so guns and Second Amendment, those sorts of things are back in the forefront of the news. So, uh, David, you said that you and Eric have talked about this. Right. So uh, kind of already had a discussion. So catch me up. Uh, so we I kind of asked Eric, like, uh, the terrible news, like, what what do you think that we should do now? What's our next step forward to this? And for the last couple of years, actually my entire life, <coughs> uh, I would have said um, that we should not get rid of guns. I think people still should have right to own guns. But now after this shooting specifically, after um, there was a shooting at elementary school mm. with the kids, and there were a lot of like, I've just been hearing a lot of like those interview with the parents and talking about how they lost a child. Mm. And when I just kind of started thinking, like, this happened right before summer break. So, like, mm, these kids, yeah. the summer's we went down. Mm. Uh, parents would plan to go on vacation with the mm. kids. It's gone now. Mm. Like, the memories, yeah. has, all the plans are just gone. And I am, I am, would be say, actually, it's, it's tough. I'm kind of, like, in the middle ground, but I'm more leaning towards, would it be such a bad thing if we just got, just made guns? Illegal. A hundred percent illegal. A hundred percent illegal. Because this uh, argument I made is, uh, so what I'm hearing 
is a lot of people saying, oh, guns should be illegal, blah, blah, blah. And I know this is not a comparison to any other countries, but a lot of people say, oh, look at these countries, look at New Zealand, London, mm-hmm. all these other countries that are doing this, and like how many shootings that they had. And, and of course, this country compared to that country is strawberries and grapes, apples and oranges. <laughs> um, strawberries and grapes are like this. So it's completely oh. different, but at least these people who are saying like that's banned guns, at least they have a solution. That's hey, like they have an idea. We have a solution. Let's do it. I'm. I haven't personally. I haven't heard any argument of the people who all for guns who say no. You can't take away our guns. No, we should have commitment. Like we're allowed to have guns. They haven't had a solution how to fix um, and how to go <clears throat> forward with this. All I'm hearing from this side is, well, no, like it's a tragic thing, but like, yeah, but like this guy. This guy, um, he bought it all. He bought it illegally. Or this guy, um, this is a this is a separate case. Like this doesn't <clears throat> this is separate from all the other shootings. This is blah 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 blah. I'm not just hearing. I'm hearing excuses instead of a plan. And mm. I'm really leaning forward to the plan. Um, I know some people have said like, oh, it's government more government power and stuff. And I'm I'm, I think it's I think it's worth it. I think it's worth to ban guns for the safety of everybody um and i'm also and if it doesn't work let's say like they ban guns and it still continues to happen well i'd rather be wrong than at least i said like um uh, give it a shot let's give it a shot at least i'm on that case but like i'd rather be wrong um than me actually doing try to do something than me be wrong and <clears throat> I, all i did was give excuses instead of mm. coming up with a plan yeah okay eric um, you know, I, I do think that it's worth trying to do something in response to that, because not only was there the school shooting, but there was a shooting at in Buffalo yeah. and all this stuff. Aside from me, at times, going into my, uh, uh, what do you call it, conspiracy theories, because it, it just seems like funny timing, and we're not going to talk about that. Oh, man, are you about to get no. Alex jones Oh, gosh, no. But I just I do feel like it, it is funny timing, but really uh, taking it just at face value, I don't think that banning guns is really going to change anything, and I think it might cause more harm than good. I, I think that is that first part of that sentence is dead wrong of saying that banning guns in the United States won't change anything. Well, I guess you could say that it makes... You can say it won't address the issue that it's seeking to address. That, that's what I mean, is it won't yeah. change anything about with regards to the issue, yeah. but obviously it would make guns illegal. Um, and I think just a better solution is just more security, and maybe that would include investing more money in public <clears throat> servants, like police officers and things like that. Um yeah, and, and I think also maybe having a little bit more accountability for cops. I think that that just needs to, to happen. Mm. Um, I think that for these kinds of issues, security is the best protocol. Um, that doesn't mean I don't think that maybe you could try more regulating with the guns, but I haven't heard anything right now that's like, oh, this would have made a difference in this in these kinds of cases. Where, like, background checks, obviously, it don't matter if you don't have any kind of criminal history or this person didn't. Mental health background checks, which I know, like, apparently in Canada they do. Yeah, and there were some pretty 
like loud and clear markers of this kid that he was yeah. mentally unwell right uh and sadistic yeah um uh maybe that can help i i don't i don't know i don't mind trying some like i said some regulating but not mm -hmm. like a complete ban and uh, the the reason for that is because the vast majority of gun owners like they don't do this obviously mm -hmm. and statistically this is a, actually not a very common incidence it's mm -hmm. just that when it happens it's really <clears throat> terrible um but yeah I, that that just would be like i just don't think that banning guns i think what i was saying is that's just going to create an underground and a, and a black market and that's only gonna whoever gets a hold of that black market that's just going to make them more powerful as an under mm -hmm. as a crime organization mm -hmm. That's kind of like linking that to like what happened to with with prohibition and alcohol and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's that's really gonna not help. That's actually gonna make things worse. <clears throat> okay, there's, I kind of <clears throat> wish I was taking notes the whole time you were talking because <laughs> there are a lot of separate things that I feel like need to be addressed. Um, just because it's something kind of small um, with with regard to prohibition. You know, I think everybody here, we would say that prohibition on alcohol was a bad idea for the government to enforce that. And we would say that uh, blah, 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 in cases like that, bans don't work. But I'd want to be careful because I know I have also made the argument. And I think that the point of the law is also to state what a moral norm should be, right? So it's like if you, if you well, hey, man, <clears throat> We outlawed murder and people still get murdered so why not just regulate it so you can tax it it's like no we're also trying to you know communicate right, right. Uh, or, or some people would say the same thing with pot or prostitution you know you could make those uh cases so i i'm not necessarily with you on that front you talked about um funding public servants and i mean tweet after tweet after tweet have talked about how in uvalde the police department is 40 percent of the local government budget and that that's pretty typical uh, nationwide, that about 40% of the, the local uh, government's budget goes toward uh, public servants, and the, the majority of that is the police force. And in Uvalde, what you got was, I mean, what was it, like seven officers standing around uh, refusing to go in because of uh, what they were citing as protocol when it later came out that, no, the protocol was that you go in. Mm -hmm. um, there have also been some <clears throat> some things that have been um, proposed. I, I've actually done a fair bit of listening to what I think are really thoughtful podcasts and, uh, you know, reading some things on this issue in preparation for this talk, but also just because I'm, I'm trying to think well through this issue. And as, like, some politician, I think it was Ted Cruz, talked about how, like, oh, people should... Uh, or, or schools and places like that need to have basically one entrance that's also the exit and that, you know, if you can guard that one place, then... And it's like, no, all signs point to that being a bad idea. Like, you yeah. want there to be multiple exits so people can scatter and... Um, also, like, fire or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, so um, you have a... So, Sam Harris has a good podcast on this. I would, I would recommend that. And he said he tells his kids or he would recommend to kids in general, it's like, look, if, if you hear that there's a school shooter in your school, like, find something heavy, throw it through a window, jump out that window, and run, like, as far and as fast as you can. And no one's even going to charge you for the cost of that window. But if every kid had that strategy instead of shelter in place, and he said, honestly, it seems like a lot of schools have adopted that practice, 
as a way, like, because it's a familiar thing that you do in fire drills. Like, in fire drills, you leave, you take attendance, you want to make sure everybody's in one place so that when you go back into the building, you know, everybody's accounted for and nobody's left in the building. And it's like, well, this is kind of the opposite. If you if you get out of the building, you're not going back in until the problem has been addressed. Um, <clears throat> so it's like, no, like, if, if there had been a scatter, and also um, if there had been a... If there's a, if there had been a policy of aggression and fighting back, he thinks that that's also a smarter thing. Where it's like, you know, nine eleven only happened because you literally were able to scare everyone in the chamber of an airplane with a box cutter, and everybody complied. And then, you know, however many thousands of people or hundreds thousands whatever of people died. Um, so if those people had said, "Hey, I might take it to the jugular, but if nine of us," swamp these three guys with box cutters or if if 20 of us swamp these guys they can't take us all down you know that we we are going to win and we will save countless lives but not that they knew the hijackers ultimate intentions but um right. <clears throat> anyway so he said you live in kind of a post 9-11 world where people might be more willing to do that like the pennsylvania pennsylvania um airplane right. flight whatever it was mm -hmm. uh so it's like look teachers even like in a high school teens should be like, I'm going to run out there. I'm going to, to, you know, grab this person. And if this person has people coming from all these directions, all these different classrooms, he might cap five of them, but they're going to get him on the ground, pinned, gun, maybe dead, uh, and, and it's going to save a lot of lives. So I don't think that the solution is more funding of public servants only. Um, but also I think that, like, you look at the cops that were there, and the type of gear they had, the type of like military level SWAT gear that they had, and still they didn't go in. Um, so I think I think the main approach, and, and I can talk about you know Second Amendment and and David, I can talk uh, you know more about those concerns. I, I don't think that a gun ban um, would be either necessary or effective. And we can talk about regulation. People want to talk about regulating um, AR uh, style like Armalite rifles. Um, or rifles that are built with the end in mind, like with high magazine cap uh, capacity or, or, you know, the ability to kill a lot of people and to outlaw those when, if you look at the numbers, like a, a school shooting is horrific, tragic, and it's also a slow Tuesday in Chicago. Like in Chicago, 19 mm -hmm. people dying of gun violence <laughs> is a slow day, and almost all of those deaths are handguns, yep. not Armalite rifles, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're they're not uh, high ma magazine capacity. So it's like if you wanted to really address gun violence in the United States, you would have to go after handguns, mm -hmm. and that might you know maybe that's a workable solution. We can talk about the uh, the effects of trying to unarm a populace in America. I don't think that would go well. Our founding story is the government got big and bad, and the people were able to throw off that king because we were armed and that's the story that we're told from kindergarten first grade you know all the way through school and we're taught and, and I, I think that historically uh an accurate thing to say would be in any time in history any place geographically the greatest threat to your freedom is your own government and so the ability to to stand your ground in the face of that government is is important um oh man there were a couple other things uh, I, I would say that this is a tremendous argument, and I'm not saying everybody can do this, but like this is a tremendous argument to get your children out of the public school system. 
Um, this is a system where kids are constantly told that their life has no ultimate purpose and they really just need to find something to make them happy for the next 60 years until they die of an aneurysm or something. But it's like, oh, you like baking? Well, get a degree in pastry chefing or whatever that is. Mm. Um, you know, or, hey, you like uh, electronics? Become an electrician and then eventually you die. There's, there's no ultimate lawgiver. There's no ultimate purpose, ultimate reality. There's no God. There's no... It's just find something fun to distract yourself with until you die. Uh, and I think that pumping kids full of that doctrine for decades has been the thing that has um, led to, to more and more of these uh, types of crimes. I do think that it is very difficult to compare the United States to Australia, England, mm-hmm. um, for a lot, a lot of different reasons. Uh, and we can explore those if you have questions about that. Um, but I don't think that a buyback prop, uh, a buyback program where the government tries to, you know, give you money for your guns and buy them at you, buy them off of you for a more than fair price. I don't think that will work in the United States. Um, I do agree with the sentiment that when you outlaw guns, the only people who, who then have guns are people who are who are willing to flout the law, people who are willing to, you know, break the law, and that's not what you want. Um, Man, there were more things, but I've been talking for a while, and I feel like it's just been kind of piecemeal. Like, this is me addressing this concern. This is me addressing this right. concern. So then I think, you know, David, it's like, well, then, okay, what is the plan? Well, you know, what is the proposal? Or do we just, like, m- my number one proposal is get your kids out of the public school system. But, uh, like, what beyond that? Because that's not a real solution. Right. There's, um... <clears throat> Uh, I'll, I'll answer that, but there's something else I want to talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll get into this later. I'll get into it. Just, uh, I kind of want to talk about like how, uh, like uh, social media and like mm-hmm. news people, how they're dealing with. I think it's stupid. Oh but yeah, it's incredibly stupid. It should be illegal to, uh, for a, whatever you call it, like registered news organization to post the name and face. Yeah. Of the killer. I I agree. That needs I, to be a a law. I. Mm-hmm. One thing I got is I hate it. I hate. I hate. I was like, dude, just shut up, please, just shut up. It's like when new, like President Biden came up and was speaking, like, oh, like my heart is grieving. I was like, no, dude, just shut up. Just, just yeah. shut up. We just need some silence. Um, and then like you see these people like trying like investigate the parents, trying to get children, trying to get related. I'm like, just leave them alone. Mm. Like, leave them the like freaking alone, man. Um, and I just, I yeah, I my thing is, I if there's gonna be a killer, don't show his face and don't say his name. Like, he should not have any recognition. He should not get any... People shouldn't even know who this guy is. Yeah. Like, he should get zero anything. Um, my thing is... Okay. So, this is on the side... Okay, I, I believe in banning guns, but I'm also like, okay, if... They can't ban guns. If that's... If I'm seeing a trend like this, prove that this is thing is not going to help. It's not going to lower, you know, shootings. Then make it so freaking expensive. Because the mm. people who do like owning guns, people do, they most likely do have the money. Because you don't see, uh, like a Walmart employee has a collection of guns, except for it was given to him by his grandparents, and they're like older guns too. But like they usually, what I've noticed is that they don't have ammunition. They had the guns, but they don't have ammunition because ammunition is like expensive. It is. So people who do like collecting <clears throat> guns and ammunition. They usually have the money to spend money on that, uh, kind of collection. Um, mm. So make it extremely expensive, make it, or just make ammunition extremely expensive, and 
Uh, mm. it, it's kind. I don't want to say it's a win-win, but like, you get like, tax it. The government makes makes a lot of money, mm. and you make it so that the average human can't purchase it, or even would want to purchase it. You have the people who do like to collect the guns and stuff and shoot, and those are people who don't do, who aren't gonna go and shoot people, mm. or the people who will spend the money. So, on it. so the a pushback on that. Um, I think it was Chappelle said something about like just make each bullet cost a million dollars, and then like you'll end shooting. Um, and and I think that's maybe a more um, workable solution when you when you talk about ammunition. But with guns, it's like really you can only really control that for newly produced guns. But the thing is, once a gun is produced, it can be a workable firearm for. 60 70 80 years if it's kept up right mm. you know it's metal it's right. not it's not uh it's not made of wood or like cardboard or something like that thing really can have a very long life if it's if it's kept up well even if it's um in semi-regular use and you already have so many guns out there yeah. that are that have already been sold by the producer and now they're sold from you know just person to person at gun shows and things like that so it's like you're you're not going to be able to control the sale and you're not going to be able to tax the sale of, of guns. And, and, you know, maybe you could do that with law-abiding citizens, but the thing is there are a lot of people who already have guns and use them that are not law-abiding citizens and they will find ways around it. Um, there's a guy online, I really like listening to this guy's stuff. He's a troll, um, but, like, he's also incredibly intelligent and he's an anarchist like he's an actual bona fide anarchist his name's michael malice and he says things and it's like at first you kind of laugh and then you're like wait a minute what would the like what would the implications of this be and one thing he said with regard to arms is like you know if the government's going to mandate anything which again he's an anarchist so he doesn't think that they should like what if the government mandated owning a firearm that every american above the age of 18 had to own a firearm, you know? And it's like, how much more... Um, what are the odds that you would hold up a 7-Eleven if there were, you know, three other people? There was the, you know, the, the guy behind the counter and two other people in there, and you I knew that they were both armed. So I, don't, I also don't think that's a functional solution, but I do think that it raises the point that other people will, will make is, you know, the, the solution to a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And then it's like, okay, that's supposed to be the cops. But what we saw in Uvalde was like, I, I, I do not understand how you have, was it seven? Was it seven police officers? I think it was, a, there, I mean, it was building as the time went by, but I think there yeah. were like, there were police officers there at the scene. Yeah. Not too long after yeah. he entered, I think. At the scene. There. Yeah. But they didn't go in for 77 minutes. Yeah. Also. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's what I was saying is that if you're going to do that, you need accountability, which mm -hmm. I, I'm, there might be accountability that's going to be made post all this, but there wasn't anything in place. And, and I'm saying not just like, you know, you lose <clears throat> your job, like you need to go to prison for that. Or, and, and maybe, maybe they were all just following some, you know, command, but there's got to be a, a scapegoat. There's got to be somebody sacrificed on this issue because it's like this was not nobody's fault like somebody was either actually giving the order to stand down and to i don't know wait for backup wait for further information to develop or every single one of those officers should be charged 
with I don't know gross negligence of civic duty. You yeah. know when when you're under the um, when you're under the charge of being an officer of the law, um, that should be a very serious offense with years if, and years of jail time. I wonder what if there'll I, be any uh, civil suits. Maybe. What I read, I hope. Yeah. What I read was um, I kind of see both sides, but I'm leaning towards this side. So, you know, we're talking about like there was some cops. Just went in there to grab their children. A uh, border yeah. patrol officer, right? Or no, that was a mom. That was a mom that went in and got her kid. But right? were, or was there also a border patrol? They were also. There was some I remember police officers. Something about border yeah, patrol. Yeah, in uh, uh, of the law, went in yeah. there. Okay, it's kids. Someone, I read someone said like, uh, "This is your job. Your job, like, I know yeah. you tried, but you this signed is, you up. Signed, you knew what to put your happen. life in danger for others. You didn't to do protect it. and right. serve." So well, how, well, how are you going to go, are you able to look at a parent and say like, it was my job to protect those kids, mm. and I, my priority was I saved my child first, and I I didn't, you know, like I didn't let your child die, but like, my child is dead because you chose. You're saying do, about the Border Patrol guy? Yeah. I, I believe, maybe I didn't do as much research on this as I should have. I believe that that was an off-duty border patrol officer, which is not the same thing as a cop. His jurisdiction doesn't um, right. doesn't extend to that. And I believe he was unarmed at the time. Yeah, I believe he was right. unarmed when he went on the campus. Yeah, that, that changes things. But I would say is that if you want to make, and I don't necessarily mind it, where with the accountability there is jail time or something mm. uh, punitive, I guess, mm -hmm. right? Um, I would also be paying them more then. Because the fact of the matter is the job becomes less and less oh, yeah. attractive. <laughs> yeah, like, well, and it's like, okay, 40% of the city's budget, and how much of that finds its way into the actual... The pockets. The, the like, pockets of the of the public servants, and how much of it gets, you know, uh, bureaucracied into oblivion by this department, whose job is to supervise this department, whose job is to supervise this other department, whose job is to count toenails or something. Unless like, you privatize... The security that goes into the schools yeah which, which is another thing which <laughs> yeah. with with sorry with public schools is not going to be an option mm -hmm. anyone who's getting a paycheck for doing that it's going to be a public paycheck right so it's not going to be a private company right. but if you have private schools that have private security and i mean I, I, honestly i think one of the wiser developments that's happened in the last you know i guess 40 years since the 80s is, has really been the um the time is like okay you have a homeschooling movement you have a christian schooling movement and a lot of that is happening um more and more in the last decade or so where the government will say hey uh david you have two kids and you're choosing not to send them to public school we osceola county we spend ten thousand dollars a year per student and so you are saving the public school system twenty thousand dollars this year by putting your kid in a private school we are now going to give you half of that money, let's say, you know, $5,000 a kid, so 10000 total, to place them into another school of your choice. And that way you get to choose the school that it, you know, even if even if it's a family that doesn't have access to a lot of resources, boom, that's ten grand yeah. that they can use. And I'm like, wow, what a great, um, what a great development. And if, if schools, like private schools have to compete, they can't just guarantee or they can't sit back <coughs> and rest assured that they're going to keep getting paid by the government regardless of how poorly they perform. No, their pay mm. is dictated by the quality <laughs> of the product, the quality of the education that they provide. Right, right. 
So in that case, it's like, imagine being able to advertise, oh yeah, and our school has private security by, you know, this agency that is, I don't know, Blackwater, (laughs) uh, you know, contracted uh, to fight against the Taliban or whatever. Yeah. That's going to cost a little too much. (laughs) Those guys are getting government money anyway. I mean, if you've got, you've got noticeable security guys with with the Kevlar and and they got at the same time what does that do psychologically to kids that you're basically being you're being dropped off and picked up from a war zone a prison every day yeah yeah you know so i i still don't think that that's the the necessary solution well those it's 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 a solution it's a it's a proposal yeah the kamadama effect i was telling uh some friends today uh it's like how many people like you're not making the job of being a teacher some more appealing. Yeah. Like one, I think they should get paid a crap load more. Yeah. And also, then my friends like, oh, why don't they just teach teachers how like how to use a gun or keep a gun in the retreat? Like, like no, that's not their job. The no. teacher's job yeah. is to teach, is to educate children, yeah. not to be trained in the military. No. Like that's yeah. not their job. You can't expect teachers. And if let's say you do, I just it's just say you better be paying them. More than military, you teach <laughs> yeah. military people. Yeah, you're paying them for military people two jobs teaching kids. Yeah, sure. but ah, man, I I'm yeah, just... I I think um. So I was I was listening to I think it was Jordan Peterson, and he was not he wasn't talking about this, but he was saying um you know basically the government has this program where if you're a new mom, then uh you can apply to I forget what the name of the program is. And they will send a person out to your house that will help you, like, you know, help you around the house. That person is also, like, a lactation consultant if you're trying to breastfeed. And so they can give you tips on, you know, helpful things to do. And they can kind of monitor you. And they can, you know, take the baby for a minute while you go get a 30-minute nap in or whatever. And Jordan Peterson says, I'm listening to this. And it's like, yeah, that just sounds like a grandma. (laughs) That just sounds like what the mom's mom or, like, you know, mother-in-law should be doing. And and fortunately, you know, we're blessed. My, uh... My mom lives within an hour, and about a month ago, so shortly after our daughter was born, uh, my mom spent a few days with us, and it was great. Like, she could help clean, she could help cook, she could help, you know, just hold the baby or, or you know, rock her to sleep so that Nicole and I could, could get a decent night's sleep in and everything. And it's like, so let's take this function that is supposed to be provided by the family and pay a government employee to do it. And then it's like, okay, let's take these two jobs the protection of your children and the education of your children and pay a government employee poorly to do it poorly. Mm -hmm. And not only are we paying them poorly, we are taxing you exorbitantly. And most of that money is not making it into the hands of the teacher. So, you know, let's say, I know this is, I'm making up numbers here, but it's like we tax you a million dollars worth of uh, value and we, we, hand back a service that is funded at the you know at the cost of ten thousand dollars yeah uh worth of value it's just you're not getting the bang for your buck that you get when when you're dealing with private companies because it's like private companies if they suck they fail yeah and another company that's providing a better product succeeds Mm -hmm. now i'm all for what if we just didn't tax any of that money out of the home and didn't return any of that money back to the home what if the money just stays in the home the whole time and Grandma comes to visit or and, you know, dad buys a gun and, you know, is is, uh, you know, considers himself responsible for the protection and and direction of his family. And, Mm. you know, mom uh, facilitates homeschooling and things. And honestly, there are so many resources online that like uh, a 
a child can go from like learning to read to differential calculus for free online. And I, I, I told you guys this, the statistic about homeschooling where it's like, if you are homeschooled by a single mother who dropped out of high school, have I said this before? No, I don't think so. Statistically, you will still perform better than the average student in the public school system. If you are homeschooled by a single mom who dropped out of high school, you will perform better than the average, like, middle of the road. It means half of them do worse than that. Yeah. So then the average public school uh, student who, you know, they might be being taught by someone with a master's degree. And, you know, they're getting taught chemistry by someone with a master's degree in chemistry. And they, they have a, a guidance counselor with a master's degree in psychology. And they have a principal with a master's degree in educational management and administration. It's like... And what's the product? What are they getting for for that investment? Mm -hmm. And it's like a, a suboptimal, a subpar uh, solution. Mm -hmm. So I know this has kind of gotten off of guns, but I, I think that the protection issue comes right back up where it's like, look, the, the duty to protect my home is vested with me, mm -hmm. you know? And all that, like I'm saying all of that, and you know that I take more of a Mennonite and a Baptist perspective on violence like i do not anticipate that i'm going to shoot someone who enters my house mm -hmm. someone enters my house and they want to steal a you know 900 tv and i'm going to kill them for that like i'm going mm -hmm. to murder them for less than a thousand dollars it's like no that's not the and and i know like i also have a daughter to protect and everything like that but it's like look god is primarily the one charged with protecting my children and then he hands some of that off to me but i'm not omnipotent Mm -hmm. What, um, I got a question. I asked you that. I want a question for you, Travis. Okay, let's say, would you believe, okay, let's say a majority of citizens, United States citizens, voted for this. And would you say, like, the government's job is to listen to the people and give the people what they want? Like, the people speak. Uh -huh. So, would you say if the majority of people say, like, being guns, should the government listen to the people? And do it. That, I'm not just saying uh -huh. it is, but I'm saying if there was a majority of yeah. people. Um, can I take a long time to answer your question? Yeah. Um, so this is another thing that I've heard pointed out by that guy, Michael Malice. He said, you know, some people will say, oh, I'm a constitutionalist. And so I don't care what the will of people is like, you know, stand by the Constitution. And then other people say, well, the Constitution is an old document. It was written, you know, two and a half centuries ago. And so if the will of the people goes against it, then, you know, it, it needs to change. It needs to evolve. It needs to be amended, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look. That's not what you really care about. You know, if you're against abortion and the majority of Americans are for abortion, you don't care. Mm -hmm. Or even if the Constitution guaranteed the right to an abortion, it's like, you don't care. What you care about is your values. What you care about is your, you know, so when when you end a question like that with the word should, like should the government do X, Y, and Z, um, it's like, look, first of all, we don't, you know, for all the people who get written off for saying something like this, we actually do not live in a democracy. It's not like, you know, once 51% of people say they want something, now the government has to provide it. Uh, we live in a, a constitutional representative republic. Um, and so it's like, but let's say that the majority of the people, they go to the polls, they vote for senators, they elect the type of senators who actually do the things that they want them to do. So this is fairy tale, fairy tale world that we're living mm -hmm. in. Uh, and then those senators pass the, the bill and the legislation and the amendment to the Constitution that repeals or, or, or regulates the Second Amendment, um, 
in that case, should the government do it? If by should, you mean is it their civic duty to live by the document that they agreed to live by, then I would say yes. If that were the case, I do not think that that would be uh, beneficial. Right. I, and I do not think it would solve um, issues like this. Um, so, yeah, that's a very long answer to no, the yeah, short that's question. Good. I understand. Um, I... I'm just waiting to have a solution for the other people who are for guns. Like, what you guys is... Like, give, give me you guys' plan. Like, if you guys have a plan, we should do this. Because I'm also seeing, like, let's say we do ban guns. I will... I could see a lot more robberies are going. Because, like, if I'm going to go rob this place, I know these guys don't have a gun. Correct. And I do. Like, who's yeah. going to win? And I could see that kind of increasing. I could see more... Yeah, but you said, I'm honest. But also... Look, let's look at the other side. Like, what you guys? What's the plan here? Because this, this has this, and it might not be something because we just live in a world of sin. This just might never stop. Like, it won't stop. Mm. I'm sorry, it just might never lower the mm. um, chances or lower the number of times it's happening because we do live in a world of sin. But like, there's we got we gotta we gotta try something. We gotta because I feel like the past couple of years. This has we, we talk about talk talk about talk about it. Mm -hmm. Nothing's actually, nothing has changed. Not even to the more left side or right side. Yeah, uh, I I mean I would say the number of shootings has gone up continually since Columbine. Like Columbine was the first major school shooting in my understanding, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean I know there was like the Waco and the the mm -hmm. Bell Tower or whatever, um, but. Uh, as far as as far as a plan um i think i do not think there is a solution that does not involve and i'm going to like this it's like you preach the gospel you know so it's like you, if if you take the anabaptist you know classical um view on this it's like look i I get that you can't legislate morality, but that's not the point of legislation. It's to, you know, try to mitigate circumstances like this. But when it comes to this specific problem, um, I think that the the heart of the matter lies in, you know, you can call it psychology or spirituality, um, where you have a nihilistic worldview um, that no one can give an answer to in the public school system. You know, the, the Columbine shooters they were not silent about their philosophy. You know, they wrote a whole, what do you call it? Manifesto. Manifesto about, and it was all this Nietzschean nihilism, you know, about how mankind is a cancer and, and you know, the, the, only, uh, the only good thing to do next is to just try and eradicate as much of that cancer as possible, even if it's children and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, if you live in the public school system or if, if you are, if you're following the rules of the public school system, what do you have to say to a person like that, you know, what, what trite marketing strategy, psychological approach are you going to take to a student like that? Like these students were not unintelligent, like they had a sophisticated understanding of psychology and they had a nihilistic worldview. And I do not think that you can tell them, you know, I, I don't think that you can offer them any kind of should or should not statement apart from some greater system of morality. Mm -hmm. And if you live in the, the secular sphere, you claim that there is no greater system of morality, greater claim to morality. It's like, well, then why why does any of this matter? 
And it's like, as long as, like, every system is religious. It just depends on what religion you're preaching. You're either preaching nihilistic, materialistic humanism, or, I mean, you know, you could be preaching Islam or, or Hinduism or, or Christianity. It's like you are preaching a religion in the thing. Like, you are preaching something about the meaning of life or whether life has meaning. Right. And so I know, like, if... And we can have a conversation about, like, what laws would you like to see passed and blah, blah, blah. But I do not think that there is a functional solution to this problem that does not incorporate the gospel and right. the individual changing of hearts and minds. Yeah. There's, um, there's two, two more things uh, I'll get at. Is how many, <clears throat> like for instance, how many more shootings does it have to happen for you to change your mind because why like my, my thought is okay is does it have to be one more shooting for you to be like okay maybe guns should be banned mm. because i'm saying it's because how i look at it is so used to, like when those self shooting i still believed in people try to write together but after this one i'm like maybe guns should be banned because I, like i said before these people have a plan these people don't and i'd rather go with the people who have a plan and be wrong people don't have a plan so how many more shootings does it have to happen okay so that's question number one question number so one. so hang on to the second okay. one um i i don't like i'm not making at least to my knowledge so far i haven't necessarily made you know hard should or should not statements as far as what type of laws need to be passed i think that also in keeping with the the traditional anabaptist uh view it's like look if the if the government so i'm a gun owner mm -hmm. and if the government outlawed guns and said you know, and they went door to door and they confiscated guns. I, I, as much as I hate it, and it's like, man, maybe I just need to have a conversation with a, you know, real theonomist uh, who's going to uh, talk me out of this. Maybe, you know, talk to my friend Ben uh, or somebody else about this and, and they'll talk me out of it. But it's like, I really do feel like the thing that the scripture calls me to do in such a case is that I hand over my guns. Um, and it's like, look, the early church, they handed over their lives. You know, they did. It's not like, the government, uh, like they, they didn't, oh, well, I have a right to, you know, have a hand copy of the Bible or I have a right to protect myself. Right? It's like they weren't <clears throat> obsessed with this, like, well, I know my rights and you can't take away from me. No, they laid down their lives. They handed themselves over to be fed to lions. And what happened to the church? The church grew and prospered and, and multiplied and spread and spread and spread. And it's like, you know, the more that you try to stomp out these christian cockroaches is the worst the infestation gets and eventually rome falls and christendom is left standing um so uh as far as taking a should statement on like you know how many more school shootings before you would say that it should happen it's like look if it happens i'm a christian and i i do think that it is incumbent on me to even submit to to laws that i find egregious as long as they don't you know tell me to to denounce my lord and savior right. so i don't know eric do you have a yeah. different answer to that or how many school shootings to right. for abandoned I'm, I'm not saying you guys all for guns this is just a public so yeah i don't listen. i don't think that i'll ever be for banning guns no matter how many right. shootings Correct. happen and and you know i told you this when we were talking about this um outside the podcast but i mean i grew up being a victim of gun violence, as I, like I said, my grandfather was murdered. He was shot. My had to see my mom, and as I've grown older, I've been able to have more, I guess, more adult conversation about that, and like 
what is it like? Um, and so it's, it's th that kind of violence, it sucks and, and, and losing people to that sucks, but, uh, banning guns is not gonna fix anything. So if I'm really going to be serious about fixing things, then I got to move past that solution in my mind. And I think that the plan of action for me, what I would, what I would push is again, for more security. There was no security. There was no nobody in yeah. the school there was no yeah. resource officer yeah there was, there was no i mean i can't believe we haven't mentioned that yet but it's like holy cow this and guy was apparently able to just waltz right on in well it's yeah. a small town too so maybe the yeah. resources are a little obviously going to be thinner but it's like security cameras someone yeah. getting alerted that hey somebody who's not supposed to be on campus has just come and they have guns so many different things just as far as security wise if they were in place i think would have changed the outcome a lot i mean would people still have died probably if if there weren't an ample amount of people to stop them with with you know yeah. having weapons or whatever but um it, it would have it would have been a different outcome so just like i don't want to take this uh instance um as the deciding factor because a lot went wrong but i mean there's been other shootings that have happened and and things have gone wrong and i think where they go wrong has to do with the the police and the police department even in buffalo apparently i i didn't follow up on this but the the manager of the store at the time called 911 right mm -hmm. and the uh operator uh was upset because the manager was whispering but the manager was whispering because the gunman was still in there yeah. and was trying to explain what was going on. And the operator hung up on her. Oh, what? So she had to call her boyfriend. Tell me this Whoa. person has lost their job. Whoa. Well, I, I just said uh, they haven't followed up, but like there was an investigation on that. But she had to call her boyfriend to call the police to uh, then wow. explain. Yeah. So there. that's why I'm saying like there needs to be accountability, more uh -huh. accountability with the police departments. I also pair that up with more pay, you know, give yeah. them because. Yeah. Um, it's it's a serious job, right? Like, it's easy to say, well, people should have gone in there and risked their lives, but to you, Valde, you're saying? Well, to anything, you know. But again, that is the job you signed up for. You knew that, but it's just like it's crazy. Mm. So, anyways, um, I just I'm just more of an advocate for more security as far as regulating the guns. There might be some things that you can do, but again, that's that's limited. But I don't think I'll ever be pro banning all guns if the government decides that i i would submit because i'm not a gun owner i don't plan on being a gun owner at this moment but i mean i i i could own guns but i would own them for the fact that it's fun to shoot it's fun to shoot targets and stuff like that yeah. and um heck yeah that's that's all i shoot yeah you know with my bow with yeah with my guns it's like just so targets I, clay pigeons i just looked it up it's true like she got mad the dispatcher hung up apparently she got fired and she will get a trial oh yeah cool. yeah that's well, there's crazy. some justice how yeah. many people died at buffalo 10 yeah 10 people and 19 at uvalde yeah um which again okay, is okay, yeah it's like an incredible tragedy and also a slow tuesday in chicago yeah yeah i mean there's there's gun violence going on everywhere in this country and all around the mm. world um and it's just like it really is, if you zoom out enough, it has to do with the society that's struggling with the idea that we have evil in this oh, yeah. world, right? It's like, yeah. and it, But it's been like that. We've been killing each other for a long time. It's just that we've gone so good at it mm. with, with the technology and stuff like that. 
um, but it's like that's that's been there and it ain't going anywhere mm. so you know figure out how to the reason I uh, am very like, like skeptical against banning guns is again I don't like a government being more and more powerful or yeah. more capable I don't think the solution is more government yeah I don't think that's yeah. <laughs> most of the times ever the solution uh, and that's harder to get back is to repeal that um, for that to convince your government yeah give us guns again but... you know uh, so I, I, I think we're, where I agree with you, I think maybe we all agree, I think, uh, is that something should happen to, to, to make, to, in response to this, you know, um, I just think that we're, that people have different opinions on what, and I'm just like, I try not to be, I don't want to be naive about this. Like, oh, this is this harm. And now I'm going to rush to something, to, to something. It's like, okay, there is definitely an evil let's sit and think about this because there's more than just mass shootings to worry about. Mm. So let's make sure that we're not like plugging this hole, but then we just create a hole here. Mm. So that's why I think banning guns will do, but definitely something needs to happen again. Regulating. Is there some sort of regulating that we can do that helps improve this whole process? Sure. I, I willing to look at that. And then of course, security. Um, that's, what we have security for is for, for instance like this and uh you gotta have people who are trained for this who have the mindset for it so i'm i'm all for that what um okay so i get we keep kind of saying think, this thing oh, i'm sorry i just want to say like with homeschooling or, or you know well especially homeschooling like it's a great idea you know like maybe think about it now yeah you know, be if you about, weren't already yeah it's like a lot less yeah accessible for someone who wants to make you know clout for themselves and yeah okay well you're gonna go teach house and just start you know you could well, but it's gonna be a lot harder right. it's yeah. also like if you if the parent can't teach them you can always you can hire someone i guarantee you, you do not need to hire dude well, I, online I, I resources yeah. for free like yeah. you know so you know khan academy on. yeah, right? yeah khan academy yeah. but can, maybe it's a time thing like yeah. i don't have time to you don't oh like they don't want to send, send your kids in the library them. you know <laughs> it's like by the time they're six seven like Sure, leave him alone at the library. Right. You know, maybe. Was, I don't know if you do. I'd want... be scared to leave a kid alone. Eh, just tell the librarian, <laughs> like, hey, that's my kid. Don't let anybody uh, else take him out. <laughs> I don't know if you do want to talk about, but like, I do want to talk about like the conspiracy theories that you have because there was oh. a couple of the things I do want to mention. That. Oh yeah, sure. But there's um another thing I want to mention is, dude, what's what's the name of our senator, governor? Uh, governor is DeSantis. DeSantis. Okay, so I was like. Oh my goodness, like I actually, I'm beginning to really like him a lot more now. I really like him, I'm beginning to like him a lot more. So the, I saw a lot of videos of like, uh, let's use Ted Cruz. A lot, of a lot of people coming up to him, and he's getting upset that people are coming up to him. Like, he's like, oh, people come to me every single day, like my days are getting interrupted. I'm trying to meet with my family and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, it's your job. <laughs> like, it's for the people. People, yeah. the citizens want to come up to you and ask you questions. One, you're not a celebrity, okay? You're not a celebrity. I hate that people, politicians, are acting like celebrities. But when you're not a celebrity, this is your job. If people mm -hmm. have concerns, have field questions for you, you're supposed to solve the people. Mm -hmm. This is your job. Yeah. And you, if you're going to complain about people coming up to you, then one, you shouldn't have taken the job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, but people are going up to the governor, James has seen videos, he's like, like, taking all the questions. He's like having dinner with him. He comes up, mm. speaks to them, like, yeah. answers questions. He's doing he's what he's supposed to be, what people are yeah. supposed to do. But it's like Cruz, who's getting... 
upset that people are asking questions. So he's not answering questions. He just walks away. I'm like, that just, hmm. you're acting like a celebrity, which you're not. You're not a celebrity. You're not one of those. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, like at least don't act like a celebrity. This well, your... just don't, don't be rude. Yeah. Um. Obviously, they have schedules and things like that, and they can't answer every question or whatever. I, I get it, but you're getting paid really well, mm-hmm. and um, that's part of your job. Yeah. You know, no point in talking about serving the people if the people are coming to you to for that kind of stuff. It's just, mm. Second thing is I don't know if it's because it's just, it happened so fast between the Buffalo and this thing, but I why well, it seemed like to me was that when the Buffalo happened. You kind of talked about it for me a day or two. Then like, cause it seemed like it was just like, oh, another stream. Wow. Then like, because it happened so much, we don't really see. Yeah. To really think about it, I think this was such a big deal, is because how young the kids were. Mm-hmm. Like whoa! Like I think a lot of people was like, this could have happened. This is like Sandy Hook. To my yeah. child, this is like a freaking eleven year old. Mm. Also, I really hate that unless you need to ask the parents' permission, do not. Name the kids and do not show pictures of the kids that have died. I think that's yeah. incredibly stupid too. Because I think, because I don't think it was public. I guarantee they did not ask any parents. Well, it's, if it's public information, yeah. it's public information. But I think. Which is what I was going to say with, with even the, the, the killer and showing his face or whatever. I think it needs to be public information. I think it makes sense why a news organization would show it because. That's what but do you think he should see. show his face mm. and his? Does it is necessary to show his in face a, and name? In a sense, just yeah. because and for historical purposes, you want to make sure that that is recorded. And yeah, I had like, said, well, yeah, like you want to know book somewhere in a ledger. Yeah, but and I had said earlier, like, oh, it should be illegal, <clears throat> and it's like, okay, not illegal, but man, how great if every news organization could show the moral restraint mm-hmm. to say, look, and, and and it takes a lot of restraint because yeah. it's like, imagine that. CBS and Fox and NBC <clears throat> and ABC, like all of them have have agreed and said we're not going to show the picture or, or release the name. And then one news network does, they're going to get all yeah. the traffic from that. So you would really need everyone yeah. to behave themselves, uh, you know, with nobility. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to expect. Like, you know, the prisoner's dilemma thing where it's like, you know, where you're in jail and you're expecting the other person to also be you know, helping you and oh, have you yeah. ever heard of that? No. And look it up. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's hard to expect it's hard to do something when all it would take is one person acting immorally mm-hmm. to, to rob it of all of its moral value. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, okay. So uh, you know, we we keep asking this question and I think it's it's one where like oh we go, oh well we can talk about this and then we just don't. Um, but like, what are, so I'll, I'll say Eric, since you're on, you know, this side of the issue, uh, what are some regulations that you think are reasonable, could be effective and could be well received by the populace? Like you got to kind of find the sweet spot of where it's going to maximize efficacy in all three of those areas. So reasonable, uh, effective and well received. Um, it might have to do with mental health, uh, but that's a bit tricky. Um, mm. one, I, cause I, I was thinking like, uh, would the, the seller of the gun 
would they legally be able to have access to that kind of information? Uh, probably like a database that's just like a red light, green light type okay. of thing where it's like you can sell or can't sell to this person. It's not like they would know that, oh, this person was arrested for this charge or whatever. It's right. just like... But not necessarily a criminal light. background, but just a mental health issue. And also, I, I am, you know, I mean, just naturally skeptical. So I'm like, what would be considered... Yeah, Mental yeah. Health what issues. could get you red lit? Yeah, uh, because it's like okay, if you already have half of the country is described by the other half as like a basket of deplorables. Yeah, then it's like okay, well then how how far do you have to go before you're mentally unfit to uh, be? You know, you're you're deemed unfit to own a, a firearm. So I I feel like with. The, the, the question was what would be well received, but well not received, so much effect reasonable like, and effective. It's like yeah, you, you got to find effective. like maybe this thing is it's effective, but it wouldn't be well received. But let's talk about it anyway or or whatever, because it's like we already had background checks. Yeah. You know, when it comes to handguns, which are the yeah the big ones as far um, as body count. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I just want to mention that another problem that's been surfacing recently is that. People can get gum guns from people who <laughs> comes guns from those who are offering to like build the gun at their own private residence. Yeah. And there's no serial number or anything. In 3D print yeah. The gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yes. That's wild. Yeah. That, that is. Um, so maybe, I mean, but I don't think that that's still going to hit the issue. And so I think the idea of effectiveness, that's, that's kind of my problem with regulation. I'm like trying to think of what could be used or done that as far as regulation that would actually be effective against these kinds of scenarios and it's like you know i thought about well what if you raise the age of how old do you need to be obviously for gun ownership because people are like oh an 18 year old shouldn't have a gun and i'm like okay i mean i'm not going to disagree with that but then also don't if it ever needed to happen don't draft, draft. 18 year old and i would say don't allow them to vote yeah I, I think that the the age for all those things could go up to 21 it's like originally yeah. you had to be 21 to vote um oh. i know that a lot of brain development happens between 18 and 21 yeah that is actually a pretty big one i think uh parkland shooter how how old was he i don't remember that one um he he was pretty young i think he yeah. might have he might have actually been under 18 which that then was, it, it's like yeah it proves the opposite point where it's like look even if you're not considered old enough people who are sadistic you know sociopaths they will find a way they will, and that's the They'll problem is like way to, you 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 will get around the rules yeah you will find a way i don't think an effective reasonable solution that will be well received is can you look up how old was the parkland shooter yeah. you mind like the government would have to have such a tighter control of this that it would change it yeah would change things a lot and i i don't think that that's going to work um you could go the route that was discussed about making it so expensive. Mm -hmm. But 19. then again, you're going to have a black. He was 19. Never mind. Okay. Because I was going to say he was either in the window, like between 18 to 21, but he might have it. I was thinking how, maybe he was even 17. How old was the kid who shot that uh, church up? Um, it was Texas was Charleston. Charleston. It was Charleston no. or something. Like yeah. Um, it was race. Yeah. It was, it was in Texas. Right? No, no. no Charlotte. Was, Charlotte. Yeah. I think okay. it was like in one Charlotte. of those. The Shooter. Carolinas. Um, I think he might have been really young. But either way... Uh, Charlottesville. Is it Charlottesville? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's okay. Charlottesville. Too many of these. 
stupid King Charles getting everything. (laughs) Charles, Um, Charlotte, Charlottesville, Charleston. (laughs) I've been to Charleston. It's all all Charles. And they're all like near each other. Uh, They're all in the pair of Carolinas, which is also Charles. (laughs) All right. It's like uh, St. Louis, Louisiana, Louisville. Mm -hmm. Um, What I was going to say is that uh, if you make it more expensive, I think that you'll create a black market. Yeah. Which might make things worse. Um, I I don't think it would necessarily... 21. He was, he was 21. 20. Okay, hmm. so 22 then. Well. <laughs> I have talked before about how I think that it is perfectly reasonable to say 24, 25 for voting conscription, uh, which you could never get away with that because it's like you need those 18 to 25-year-olds to throw into the... The wood chipper of World yeah. War Three when the time comes. I think, which is okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Conscription, the draft is not going to happen anymore, right? Not just like, oh, it's un, it's unreasonable to expect. Like, it's actually not. Isn't it since Nixon, like conscription in the draft is just like not abolished, but it's unworkable because he's the guy who got us out of Vietnam, and I'm pretty sure he ended. Maybe he just ended the draft for that. But it's the, like you're. We're supposed to have a 100% volunteer military or voluntary. Yeah, military. I I don't think it's illegal for the draft. It's yeah. just, I mean, it's beneficial for the military to have uh, for ourselves to have a, a volunteer professional army because, yeah. I mean, motivation and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I think if the draft needs to come back, it will. It's just we're really a we have a large military. We have enough robots. Yeah, and, to... <laughs> oh, there's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I, I think that maybe that could be something where you raise up to 20, mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a difference, but like, I think it'll have some effect and also I think it might be well received. This is kind of unrelated, but I would kind of lower the alcohol age though, because that's ridiculous. From like, 21? Yeah. Bring it down to 18. Like maybe perhaps, um, but at, at any rate, I think that's something I thought about. Cause I was thinking about like these shooters and I'm like, not all the time, but a lot of times they're just young young men, and maybe that's the problem because mm-hmm. if you're dealing with something like depression, something that's emotional or psychological, both, yeah. uh, you know, the younger you are, the more immature you're going to deal with it. And I don't know too much about the shooter in uh, I keep forgetting Evalde. yeah. Um, but, I mean, I watched some of the news about it, and uh, one of the people that went to school with him said he was just quiet, and there was nothing that... He had some very troubling social media posts. Right. I mean, he, he shot his grandmother before he went to school, yep. and his grandmother, it's not like a, oh, he was a sweet boy, I never would have expected, like, apparently it was... Yeah, maybe something there was, really... And there was a picture that either he posted or someone posted of him holding a bag with two dead dogs in it. Like, posted to social media. I'm not saying that you can never hold a bag. Like, I had to remove a dead cat from my house. Yeah. Or from my, you know, yard. And I had to put it in a bag and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh, it's funny. not like if someone caught you. But it's like, this is a kid smiling with a bag right. with also, two that's dead not you dogs post in on it. social media. And yeah, someone posted. Yeah. It's like, or, right. he, or he or someone posted. But well, it's like, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a red light. Yeah. You know, yes. that gets you on the don't sell list right i'm just wondering how you get that information first of all and then how you get that to the person that's thinking about selling a gun to go 
Uh, if something like that can happen, where there was a there's a lizard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if something like that could possibly happen, but again, I'm really worried about abusing that. Where it's like, mm -hmm. hey, this political statement. Yeah. Or you know, someone was just mad and said, you know, f them. Yeah. I don't think you should say online. I hope you die. But yeah. people do, and they don't. really Yeah, that need is it. something people got to get a lot better at. Yeah. It's like there are way to. I'm, I thank God. Not daily, but I think him whenever I think of Twitter that I've never had a Twitter. Right. Because I can easily imagine twenty-two-year-old Travis like tweeting some things that are gonna get him in trouble these days, like yeah. about oh, you know, even it, I feel like even if it's just like uh, you know, pretty pretty tame things, but you're they're said with the understanding that like oh, I'm posting this, and the people who will see this are my friends who know who I am, and then it's like you know you get. That sort of thing gets posted with no context for the whole world to judge you on. Right. You know. Well, maybe a government mandated course before you get a fi firearm. Before I thought you were gonna say before you get a Twitter account. No, no, no. Well, no, but not really. Uh, but before you get a firearm, a, a course that obviously it could it could get into gun safety or whatever. But also, I don't know. Maybe you could talk to veterans who've been through war and they can tell you what death's like and and that it's not fun. It's not mm. cool. Uh, and then that somehow also can kind of be a feeler yeah. Man, <laughs> for, I, for how I, people react. I will react. say, and I know that this gets written off and people just roll their eyes when you talk like this, but I really have, uh, over the course of reading more, listening more, studying more, I really have come to believe that I think that video games play a non-zero role in this in this whole phenomenon. Um, the idea that there are kids who they get really frustrated at their teachers and then they go home and they take out their rage and aggression on, you know, a bunch of Afghanis in Call of Duty or whatever it is. And then it's like their attitude about uh, ARs, their, their attitude about, you know, firearms, aggression, rage, killing are uh, honed so much more over time than like, you know, imagine people throughout history. Uh, again, I'm not saying that it's the, I've it's we're an hour into this conversation. I'm just now bringing it up, so I'm not saying that it's the um, the the scapegoat, the the main yeah. cause. But it's like I do think that it plays a non-zero right. role. The fact that uh, aggression and guns and rage and and taking out your frustration are kind of um, they all meet at that point. Right. Yeah. Okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I. I I think that that is something to, to think about. Um, it really, it comes, I, I like, I think you've kind of said and hinted at is like, it comes down to, to education, mm. educating people about the value of life and how, mm. mm -hmm. you know, honestly, it's just about being more pro-life. Um, it's weird. Uh, in a sense, we're all kind of pro-choice, <laughs> but in a sense, like, the choice that we choose is has to do with yeah. our life. No, I, I get what you mean. And um, that's look, uh, the the kid was troubled. He didn't go to anybody. Not to say that that was necessarily his fault. I I, I don't know what was going on, but when you have a case like that, um, and he can get access to a weapon, it's not going to go well. Mm. And uh, it could have just been where he grabbed like a sledgehammer and he ended up killing somebody, and then. 
They yeah, but they would not have killed 19 people. It wouldn't, no, that's what I'm saying. So, but it's like, the action itself, it's hard to prevent. Mm-hmm. The gun obviously helps achieve a greater mass, mass yeah. of, of, of... Killings. Of, yeah. Tragedy. Um, of tragedy. Um, but it's like, I, I, I think that they're gonna get their hands on something, um, and cause, mm. cause tragedy. So that's where really, I think your effort is worth, uh, that fight where you already are hitting the, the mental state, the heart, um, you know, trying to make the person think about this mm. at the end of the day, I don't know, like. There sometimes seems to be people that they're like dead inside. <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. Um, I'm thinking like a Patrick Bateman kind of person mm. who's like, I'm just not there. I have no mm. emotion. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a big mental issue. Um, there are people like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so if there are already people that have established, like it's already um, been recorded and the, the prognosis is you have... Mm-hmm. Would that fall into schizophrenia? Not maybe schizophrenia, but uh, um, borderline personality disorder. Yeah, some sort of so, the, is it like socio- disassociative yeah. identity disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think that that's fine mm. to send that out to uh, the public records so yeah. that they can access that and like red alert or whatever, red flag. Mm, yeah, not even red alert. It's just when I search your name in the database. It shows up that I cannot sell you a gun. Now, yeah. I will say, every single measure to regulate or limit guns, I look at it and I go, man, I'm not saying we're the Soviet Union. I'm not saying that we're North Korea. I'm not saying we're communist China, anything like that. But these are the tools that were eventually used That's the problem. to uh, completely disarm and take advantage of and then abuse a populace, you know, a, a government will say, oh, okay, well, then, uh, David, you know, you have, you're recorded as using foul language on League of Legends, and so, you know, that means that you're unstable and unfit, you know, you're not able to control your aggression, and so you're not able to, to buy a gun, uh, you know, Eric, you tweeted this thing, um, you know, it's like, you can find reasons to strike everyone's name from that list, mm-hmm. and, uh, and again, that, it, that only... That is a measure that only pertains to dealers. Like, I'm, I'm saying, like, um, producers. Yeah. Or, like, Walmart. But the amount of guns that are already out there. Yeah. That are just, like, I have two guns. I, that, I mean, I'd like to get a rifle. I'd like to get, I have, a, I have a handgun and a shotgun. I'd like to get a rifle just for, like, long-distance marksmanship. I think it'd be really cool yeah. to be able to take out a target at 300 yards. Like, that just yeah. seems really fun to me. It but is, But yeah. at the same time. I've never paid for a gun. Yeah. My dad gave me my handgun when I turned 18. And then my uncle, uh, I just talked while I was helping him move a gun cabinet. I talked about how I was planning on getting a shotgun. He goes, well, open it up and grab you one. And that's mm. how I got my shotgun. It's like, wow. I have two guns and I've never paid for one. So it's like, you know, so both of my guns are not registered. They're not attached to me on paper in any way. Probably shouldn't be saying this over, you know, <laughs> like a, a recording. But it's it's like, you know... And I, I say all that to say I'm not unique. I am not the unique person no. who owns firearms that, on paper, belong to some guy who died in 1976, you know? And it was just, well, he gave them to his grandson, and then right. he gave them to his cousin or whatever, and then that guy sold them at a gun show to this other guy. And and uh, 
So it's like, I've, I've heard people use the word intractable. Like this is an intractable problem. It's not, it's not one for which workable solutions on the large scale really exist. I do think, however, because I'm a federalist, I do think that um, it is a good idea if a state wants to, um, what would the word be, like a guinea pig, some sort of types of regulations, then do that, okay? But the one of the cities that has the most regulations on gun ownership and ammunition and all those sorts of things is Chicago. And then you look at the numbers and it's like the highest instance of gun violence anywhere in the country. I, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Chicago ranks in like the top 20 or 30 cities in the world for gun violence. And that's including like Mexico City and Sao Paulo, Brazil, and like these places that have major, you know, cartel and, and you know, even, I don't know, maybe there's a place in Afghanistan on that list, like Kabul or something. Yeah. But uh, it's like Chicago ranks because of the amount of <clears throat> gang violence that goes on there. Um, so I, I'm with you, Eric, in that I do think that one of the most immediately workable solutions is more security, more privatized security even, or maybe just better, it's like I don't know how you can better equip some of these police forces than they already are, other than paying the police more money. Yeah. And uh, You, you so, might just need more bodies, you know, yeah. more, more officers, and again, you have to make it appealing. Yeah. That's why, that's why I'm like, I get really upset, like David was getting upset when someone says that a teacher, you should just train to, for them to arm themselves. It's yeah. Like, you know how much they are. Which he was not with? saying that. He was, no, no, yeah, he, he was. Yeah, was, was I'm, yeah I'm, but I, uh, I got you, I got you. I'm on that. And I'm, I'm a teacher, and I'm like, dude, don't put that on me. No. Yeah. Like, if it comes with a substantial raise, maybe. So, but substantial. even then. Like, yeah. so, like you're paying I'm saying, like, like, double. I'm yeah. saying you got to double my like money. Because now I'm... Money. That's what you're doing. Yeah. More than military. I will say, I feel like... The, it's just money. I feel like the kids will be a lot more well-behaved if you aren't a teacher. Well... I'm not going to say anything, but, like, what if the teacher goes crazy? And here you go saying things. <laughs> then you're like, oh, what the heck? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I I do want to just uh, comment on the, the federalization thing, though. Um, By federalists, I mean state-based solutions. Right. Like, and, if, if this state tries it, then, you know, we'll yeah. see if it works. And you can kind of have 50 simultaneous experiments going on at the same time to find out what works. Okay, but well, anyway, you were gonna say. Well, there there will be obviously different shades of gray uh -huh. or whatever uh, throughout the states, but and different states have different cultures. Right. I I think I don't know how I feel about federalism at this moment because what I see that that could happen with a lot of these hot issues is, is a that, civil war. Exactly, because what you end up what you're gonna end up doing is yes, you'll you'll. Uh, have states with their own cultures but then people <clears throat> will flock to those types of states mm -hmm. and now it's more segregated divide yeah and then it's like eventually there's going to come a point where it's like obviously people <laughs> uh people don't feel like uh, you know they're in the same country and it, it doesn't make yeah. sense to them and there might be where oh that side's trying to infringe and no that side or whatever you know what i say to that well good I, not to the prospect of a civil war. Right. Or, or, But it's like, look, I think it's a good thing 
to identify more strongly as a, let's say, a Texan or a, you know, Californian or whatever than as an American. Mm. I think that having that more localized sense of identity helps a lot um, to be able to, to divorce yourself from all this stinking like royal family stuff happening in Washington, D.C. It's like, oh, my gosh, did you hear about what the Speaker of the House said about the ex-vice president and blah it's like who cares like and and the less power that those people have and the more that california is run by californians for californians sake and the same with texas and florida new york illinois you know go down the list of all 50 states it's like i i think good you know it's like we can all share this camaraderie and it's almost like this european union type of thing where it's like we can move through each we have a shared currency uh, we all speak the same language, unlike the European Union. It's like there is a there is a sense of unity there, and we are United States, and we have one military. Um, I'm not against there also being state based militias, um, but it's like uh, I I think that's a good thing. I yeah, I don't necessarily not like that. Um, there's a problem. <clears throat> so it's almost like what you're gonna have are you know there's obviously the people who see freedom and they freak out, and they're like no 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 this this is uncontrolled this we is need disaster. Safety. Right. Yeah. And so they want more order. Safety. Yeah. Um, but it's like more government control. They want the yep. government to, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other side the is like... state government. Because that's what they will have access to. Sure. You know, uh, in my yeah. fairy tale world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like there are the other people who see more of that, more of the safety or whatever, and they say mm-hmm. less freedom and there's danger in that. So mm-hmm. it's almost like order. There's, there's order and the anarchy needs to somehow meet in the middle and figure that out. Just do battle. Yeah. Not, order, not actual like safety killing. and freedom. Yeah, safety. Those and freedom. are the two things. Yeah, and it's like safety and freedom. And here's the thing: when you are that kid who's been told, like, like I was saying about freedom and everything, it's like when you're the kid who, from the time he was in kindergarten, he was hearing stories about a guy that said, "Give me liberty or give me death," death, which is kind of the opposite of safety. Yeah, it's like okay, so what are you going to prefer? Are you going to be the kid who prefers liberty, freedom? you know, self-determination, or are you going to be the person who who says, no, life, safety at all costs, even if yeah. I have to give up my liberty, even if I have to give up my freedom, like, make me a slave, put me in chains as long as you keep me safe. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, but, that's but I think you're going to have that's... two cultures. And I, that's, that is the paradigm that I use to teach my American government class, yeah. is, the, is like liberty versus safety. Yeah. It's like, you're, you can't have all of one of those things. No. You have to give up some of your safety yeah. for some freedom, and you have to give up some of your freedom yeah, for right. safety. Yeah. So it's like you have to figure out how to draw those lines. That's what a government is about. Right. It's know? just that with federalism, I just don't know what the central government is. It's almost like this mediator. You know what it is? It's weak and good. But it actually, know? but it isn't anymore. And I don't mean like just with yeah, laws. Because, because if you... If military, you, I would say. Right. Because this my guard. question is, what do you do with nukes? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, just give all the nukes to Utah. It's like the Mormons can decide when we, when we nuke Russia uh, or Iraq or something. Sounds like a game, a Far Cry game. Is Uh, it? Well, they're not. Are the Mormons Mormons. like a thing in It's a cult, but they look like Mormons and it's in Montana. I was going to say, it's already a cult. (laughs) I was just going to say, like, it sounds like it. Uh, But anyways, that's. That's like the very interesting thing about this because it really does affect a lot of things. I believe Mormons are the second fastest growing denomination of quote unquote Christianity in the United States. Oh, I didn't know that. This is when you ask me. What's the first? Amish. 
Really? Really? Dude, six to ten children per family. That's why. And yeah. the majority of them stay. Yeah. Wow. Who needs converts? <laughs> well, that's, you know, I mean, why? Like... Well, okay, and I believe Amish includes Mennonites, you know, uh, Bruderhof, all those kind of things. Right, 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 It's right, like they're all kind of lumped in together. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're making babies. Yeah. What a, what a wonderful... That used to be the Catholic strategy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that this is why I'm talking about, like, you know, when, you, when you're thinking about a solution for something like this, because it's all connected to something far greater. Mm. And, uh, you know, when Russia is making moves around the world, we're all, like, shocked that they're doing that. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a whole world order. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, all this out. other stuff is, like, smallest of potatoes. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, I... And I said this before, but like, I really hope the pe people keep pushing this, pushing this, pushing this, pushing until something happens. Either all, but well, that's all right. So something happens. Like I'm wondering, like how many weeks until people forget this? But like, what what celebrity has to do something for them to focus on them? I don't think we should rely on. No, well, he's them talking to about us. As a distraction. Like, as a distraction. <laughs> oh yeah, who has to like punch what? Chris Rock? What, well, the what Johnny Depp thing is over. Yeah. But like, like I said, it's like the Russia Queen thing that was gone about because of Will Smith. The uh, the whole Wade was the thing. What you say is gonna come back, but why not the Wade was the thing? Because Amber and Johnny Depp, this thing. What? How? What? Yeah. What's gonna forget about well, those kids? That... It, it's like, even so, come Lord Jesus. Like, and I'm not just saying, oh, let's throw up our hands and not do anything about it, but. I do think that the Christian response to all these sorts of tragedies is you mourn with those who mourn. You try to help and offer a balm of, you know, not just the preached word, but also like, hey, how can we help provide families, you know, provide services for you guys, help you out. Um, and then it's like you kind of acknowledge the fact that you live in a cursed world. And, you know, it, like I said, you can go the gun ban route which is what Chicago has done, and you can you can become Chicago. Um, you can go the gun proliferation route, which I, I don't think is like a, a justifiable end unto itself, but it's like all these solutions that are litigious and like they, they are, are, you know, they deal with litigation, it's like, uh, and lawmaking and everything, it's like, yeah, they, they, can, they can shift things by degrees. But when you have a culture of people who are divorced from any transcendent meaning in life, I don't know how you can have any expectation that anything other than this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I do like what you said. I know some people might not like it, but like, I think one of the best things to do is like to preach the gospel and just mm. pray and pray that God, mercy, mm. has on those children to be, go to mm. heaven. Because I... Like those children, I thought God has mercy on them, and like has them go to heaven or they'll in hell. And get your children out of public schools. Like make that the priority. You have two months before August. Sure. Get them enrolled. Find a way to homeschool them. Uh, do not hand your children over to Caesar for their education. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll say that. Don't if possible. Yeah, I guarantee there'll be teachers like that. So you want to homeschool like. You can't somehow find a reason, find time to teach your kids. Yeah. You don't want to trust <clears> the internet. <throat> I guarantee you can pay a teacher. They'll mm. be more than happy to do it at a home. 
Well, things for, might change. For pay. For yeah. pay. Obviously. I think the whole system is changing. And I think that yeah. COVID and Zoom and a lot of that, you know, really did open up some new doors. So it's like, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, our hearts go out to the people who are suffering. There was uh, apparently another shooting today. Yeah, there was. Today? Yeah. yeah. No, in Oklahoma. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but I told him, like, Opiso. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. The last time I can't pronounce it. But the Opiso, the community cost not to go in, was 74 minutes. Yeah. Like, what were you doing in the 74 yeah. minutes? Like, you knew children were in there bleeding. And, like, what, what was going through your head in 74 minutes? Went out like hang that on, was that, the, that was the old this. well that's the old protocol and i think it was columbine that changed it or something mm-hmm. or it's a shooting in florida changed that so parkland, yeah oh parkland okay so uh yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what happened there and i'm not gonna rush to mm-hmm. until yeah. there's an investigation but someone really yep. I, because someone at some point up. you have to think you're hearing shots it's not like they're not hearing shots yeah, look at your screaming. watch. Yeah, how I mean. it, it, it is one of those things, and I know you used the word conspiracy earlier, and I'm not trying to get into all that, and we can <laughs> talk about that another time. But it's like, look, it's almost like in order for things to go this wrong, it's like it has to be on purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Oh man, how many times have you thought that like this year or like the yeah, past? Yeah, I was gonna say the last two, three years. It's, it's like, like politically, this you know, is like I'm watching to all these a show. Sorts of events. This is yeah. a plot to a show. Yeah. It's like, and, and especially with COVID, but like with a myriad of things. So oh, anyway, but at the same time, I've heard like Carl Truman say, conspiracy theories are uh, appealing because they give us this sense of security that at least someone is in control, even mm-hmm. if they're evil, nefarious, you know, a, yeah. a cabal of of supervillains at the top of it all. At least somebody, ha- you know, has the reins. There's and a it's known like, reason. No, in reality, it's just the the combined stupidity of you know 350 million americans and then the rest of the world and the so. rest of the world All good right. on us yeah that's where we'll call it for now mm-hmm. uh, i'm glad baby. glad to be back with you guys yeah yeah that's good. So. it's a fun day this yeah All right. love you love you <laughs>